This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'm super happy to be with you once again. You know, as I listen to that recorded introduction where it says, in this ever-changing world of vacation rentals, it's never been more relevant than it is now. Talk about ever-changing. I mean, it's just day-to-day. We are working on changing cancellation policies, on refund policies, on working with owners, working with guests, working with guests who who want to cancel now during travel bans and rental restrictions, working with guests who want to cancel June and July and August and even September because they're scared. It's a, I'm not going to tell you what I've been calling it. I'm sure you've all been calling this situation something very, very similar. It's just a show and we have to roll with it. There's no way around it. This thing is happening to us all and we have to just roll with the punches and do whatever we possibly can, do the best we can to ensure that we come out of it on the other side with good relationships and in a good place to kick off once again. We are, as a company, in, I think I mentioned this before, we're in a pretty good position. I've talked before about having emergency plans and I do walk the talk. We've always had an emergency plan, really ever since the H1N1 outbreak back whenever that was, 2006, 2007, I'm not quite sure. I can't remember, but I, I do remember that it caught us a bit flat-footed. We, we we got a lot of lost bookings over that. People didn't want to travel and then people did want to travel because they wanted to do staycations and not go away. So we didn't have any plan to deal with it. So after that, we did look at what we would do in the event of something similar happening again and if it was worse. And one of the things we did was always made sure we had cash flow for at least a year if we had to really stop the business, which it looks almost as though, I mean, we're looking at worst case scenario now of of not having any income for the next 15 months, because essentially our high season is July and August. If we lose that, we aren't going to make any money until July and August 2021. So fortunately, we can see our way through. We've had to lay off staff. We have government assistance, but that's only for a few months. So we're we're looking at all the ramifications of what may happen over the next few months. And I will bring that to you as we go. And I'm also, over the next couple of weeks, I want to be talking to people who are in there, in the business, doing much the same as I am. And I want to get their input on what's working for them. And I want to start today with a guest that I had on the show not that long ago, maybe just before Christmas. And it was uh, Brooke Fouts from Vintori. And essentially, Brooke was talking at that time about owner acquisition. And that's what Vintori does. They do consultancy and help with companies to help them bring more owners into their business which of course is something that we all want to do. Now, I believe that after this is over, we are going to be hit with an influx of new owners because they're not going to be able to keep their second homes unless they rent them out. 
And there are those who may want to sell them because they cannot make the income or they haven't made the income on them. And for those owners, we need to be in there and ready to help them out as much as we possibly can to get as much rental in there for them during these times. So, I'm, And I think we are going to get, as property managers, a lot of new business from people who were on Airbnb and who are solely relying on Airbnb and have been completely shafted by Airbnb over the last four to six weeks. And I've been horrified at how they have treated their owners. And I'm sure more of that is going to come out in the ensuing weeks. But certainly I've seen on the forums and Facebook groups that the way that Airbnb have handled this and really run their owners under a bus, I think it will come back to bite them in the end. So anyway, no more of that at the moment. Let's just move straight on over to my chat with uh, Brooke Fouts. And we did this uh, on Zoom and pretty much I'm not going to do much in the way of editing as I did last week. So you're just going to hear the the bare conversation that I had with Brooke about something that he's put together to help you out as hosts and owners. We're going to talk through the aid package that he is has prepared that he's going to be giving away. So listen in. I'm delighted to have with me again, Brooke Fouts from Vintory. And Brooke was with me a couple of months ago, maybe a few weeks ago. I don't know. I, I don't know where time's going. Hi, Brooke. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for thanks for having me. I just wish we were here kind of under better circumstances. Well, the last time we talked, we were talking about the property management professionals training program that we put together. And, and I'd spent like nine months doing this, putting it all together. And you were going to come along and be our chief expert on owner acquisition. And we just launched the course and this all happened. So we uh, naturally just didn't go ahead with it and we refunded everybody's money and we'll come back to this at a later date. But, but, uh, you know, I'd I'd spent the time talking with you and certainly looking at what you do and you, you have, you have such a great handle on what's going on in the industry. So, so tell me what it's like with you at the moment. Yeah. Well, well, again, thanks for having me. Um, You know, we, we have 30 plus uh, some partners, you know, that are small, vacation rental management companies all throughout the U.S. And, uh, you know, I obviously we have a, a direct voice with them and we've been talking to them each week. And it's amazing how in the last couple of weeks here, just the the tune has changed and uh, everybody has obviously faced, you know, these challenges with driving off this proverbial cliff here, you know, coronavirus. And, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these companies are in a world of hurt, just like I'm sure, you know, most of, uh, almost every single company in our industry has been absolutely decimated. So yeah, it's uh, some are, you know, many are, you know, obviously laying off employees, furloughing employees. Some have even already started to just, uh, some have just gone dormant, like gone in full hibernation mode. Some have shut down and uh, are closing down shops for good. So it's a, it's a sad time in our industry. I see it and hear it at the moment. And yes, you know, in the, the Facebook group that. Um, we started only about six weeks ago, the business of short-term rental and um, property management. And, you know, we've, we've got six, nearly 700 people in there and they're mostly property managers and really professional owners who are, who are all hurting. And I'm seeing some creative things going on though. And we did one the other day and we, we, we should have been at the, uh, what, what is our cottage life show in Toronto last weekend. And that's when we acquire the majority of our owners for the year. 
because all these owners come to this show. It's it's all about country living. So, you know, they can buy their septic systems, they can buy their composting toilets and for, for the bunkies, and they can buy the bunkies. But they can also come along and talk to the rental management companies who can look after their properties if they're going to rent. So we would usually come away from that show with about 30, maybe 40 really, really strong leads. And just not having that this last weekend is pretty devastating to us because, you know, now we've, I mean, we we don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, is it worth taking on new owners anyway? But we decided that we would, we would do a virtual cottage life show this past weekend. And we went on to Zoom and we, we opened it up and we sent emails out to all the owners that had been in touch with us and probably could have done it better if we'd had a bit of better lead time. But we did have people coming by and got some really good leads. And I, I met up with a realtor who, who wants to refer owners to us. We met up with, with an owner who has her own property and her husband has three properties or her partner has three properties that they've been doing on their own with Airbnb and they have had it with Airbnb. So they're interested in talking to us. So I think we can get creative. I know you would, before we started recording, we were talking about optimism. You said, you know, it's tough being optimistic, but I think there's tiny little slivers of light around if you look for them. Well, when there's change, there's opportunity, right? And you need to look for those opportunities. And a lot of our, our partners currently aren't really looking at, they're in, you know, survival mode at the, at the time. But I keep saying, you know, we were going to, I would say over the next 30 days to probably the next six months will probably be the biggest change in inventory we've ever seen. I mean, properties are going to churn. Companies, unfortunately, are going to go out of business. We call our, our personas, you know, first-time frankers. Yeah. Our, our uh, first-time franks are, are going to have to start, or maybe, you know, looking for a professional to, to manage their home. So, I mean, I found Advantage Resort Realty in, in 2007, 2008. And it actually, I think one of the reasons we grew so quickly is because we, we were founded in a recession and coming out of a recession and we picked up a lot of inventory that we normally wouldn't have had uh, likewise. So I, from my perspective, the, the bright side here is there is going to be a lot of inventory available and changing hands over the next uh, several months. Um, so to me, you know, and, and the business we're in, that's what we do. But the immediate pain right now and the immediate, you know, I, I look at it as we're triaging, right? Mm-hmm. And how do we help our partners get through this really the next 30, 60 days? Like, you know, that's to me, like, how do we go into survival mode? Um, and that's really kind of what led me to a lot of this research that I did over this past, uh, you know, three or four days. So what have you come up with? How are you going to help out? Yeah. So, and that's kind of what happened, you know, talking to all my partners and, you know, hearing the pain in their voices, like as far as having to, you know, lay, lay off their teams, having to stop t- taking paychecks personally, having to consider shutting down, completely shutting down, like hearing all that pain, I was like, got to be, you know, there's all these programs and all this government money that's coming out there. There's got to be a good, concise way to put this together. So what I started doing literally about three or four days ago, Heather, is I started researching all the different programs that were available and just trying to really, truly understand what are the best programs that our, our partners and, and vacation managers in general can can take advantage of to really get them through the next, you know, 30, 60, 90 days and, and just survival. And there are some really, really good programs available. I mean, the government is dumping 
tons of cash into this. They understand that we've you know driven off a cliff, and they they have to you know they 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 have to make this uh, these companies survive and, and continue to make uh, payroll and things like that, or else it's going to just get into a mm-hmm. deeper recession, and it's going to be it's going to be more of a depression if we don't, you know, fix it and we don't address it. And they are dumping a ton of money into it. So there are some programs available that I've uh, done research that I think a lot of your listeners would uh, can definitely take advantage of. Yeah, well, I'd love to hear about those. I mean, up, up here in Canada, when, you know, similar, there is money being sent our way, guaranteed loans, interest-free for the next um, for the next year. We have um, the EI programs for our staff that are laid off, plus... The wage subsidy, which started out at uh, 10% two weeks ago, was bumped to 75% two days ago. So, you know, if if we can show that we have lost 30% of business, then we're eligible for 75% of salary. And we can, if, if we're able to, top it up, that's fine. But they're not making us top it up. So... You know, there's some great stuff going on in Canada too, but I'd love to hear, and I'm sure because the majority of my listeners are in the US, I'd love you to share what those programs are and how they can help property managers down in the US. Sure. Well, there's a a couple and I'll I'll talk about a couple, but I really just want to highlight on one of them mainly because that's the one I think that has the greatest impact. So first off, there's the, it's the Economic Injury Disaster Act or EDL. Um, and that's, you know, directly applications directly with the uh, Small Business Administration. As part of the CARES Act, uh, there was a, a section in the CARES Act called the Paycheck Protection Loan Program. And that's the one I think we should uh, really address and talk about because, again, that's, that's the one that's most significant. Obviously, there's very uh, various state programs. Each state has different uh, programs available. I know Maryland, where I live, has some really, really good programs uh, out there. Um, and each state has uh, different ones. And then, you know, just little things like, you know, I know Google AdWords has their Google AdWords grant program that they're releasing. But specifically, I want to talk about this Paycheck Protection Loan Program, which is part of the CARES Act. And let me preface all this by saying, <laughs> I'm not an attorney. <laughs> I'm not an accountant. <laughs> all I've done is just really, I've done a ton of research into this just the last couple of days, just because I want to provide value. I started with really just providing value for my partners to really help them get through this. And secondly, if I could get this information out to a uh, community and they can take advantage of it and help out and it allows them to stay in business for a couple more months here, give them a little, little breathing room to through we get through this, that would be really helpful. So uh, specifically with that Paycheck Protection Loan Program, I'll give you kind of the highlights on it. First off, it was it's a $349 billion program. It was set up so businesses can borrow money for payroll, healthcare benefits, fully compensation, rent, utilities, and even interest on debt. The best part is all or a portion of that loan may be forgiven uh, as part of the process that incentivize companies to retain employees. Lo- there's uh, Loan amounts are up to $10 million. There's no collateral required. Uh, there's no personal guarantee. Very favorable uh, interest rates. Uh, interest rates are at 4%. Term uh, terms are up to ten years with no prepayment penalties. You can actually even defer uh, the payments anywhere between uh, anywhere between six months and one year. And here's the best part: if you are if there is a forgiveness, there's no you're not taxed on that forgiveness. I don't think that's ever happened by the the U.S. government has has never uh, uh, not taxed you on that. Uh, it's free to apply. And apparently, according to uh, Treasury um, uh, Secretary uh, Mnuchin. He said he actually wants to get this. He wants to fast track this. And he he told the Wall Street Journal the other day that his plans are you can literally get the uh, funds same day 
from when you apply, which when has the government ever put together mm-hmm. a program like this? So, I mean, if all this comes together, I mean, this is something like we've never seen ever in our lifetime. So that's kind of just the, the highlight level, you know, of this, um, of this program. Um, as far as, you know, who apply or who qualifies for this, <laughs> here's the good news. Pretty much everyone in our industry, you know, as long as you're, you know, in North America, you are in the US, United States, if you're under 500 uh, employees and you were in operation uh, effective February 15th, 2020, you know, you you, you qualify. You don't even necessarily need to demonstrate like, oh, here's another thing. There's there's no uh, qualification process either. So me, I shouldn't say that. It's, they're not looking at your credit. They're not looking at your ability to repay the loan. So it's not like a traditional loan uh, like mm-hmm. you would have. So this is a very, relatively very simple, cozily and, and painless, uh, you know, application process. And I think they just have to, as far as who qualifies, uh, borrowers just need to sign a certificate saying that you were impacted by this and you need these funds to continue to make payroll for your for your team. So so do you know anybody who's already done this, who's already out there making these claims? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. So it's so new. Um, and it's funny, I even have some friends that work at uh, small business, uh, you know, um, approved l- lenders. And they're even just kind of figuring out this entire program. They don't even know. So it's really the next seven days, it's really going to change. But one thing that's different about this than that, uh, the Economic Injury Disaster Act, where you have to apply directly with the Small Business Administration, with the Paycheck Protection Loan Program, you actually apply directly with a small business uh, lender. So that could be a a hometown bank, it could be a large bank, it could be um, a credit union, um, but they have to be, uh, you know, approved by the SBA. And it's a specific section. It's called a, a 7A, uh, Title 7A lender is the specifics that you're looking for. And if you, if, you know, you can go to any of them. Um, I would always recommend, from what I heard, go to, if you have a banking relationship with your current, you know, uh, bank, start there because I heard they are prioritizing their current bank uh, or their current customers uh, over people that are kind of walking in off the streets. And I'm sure there's going to be a mad dash for everybody uh you know, applying for these loans. Yeah, I can imagine. Is there anybody who is not impacted? I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> by this. Okay, so so that sounds, you know, that that sounds promising for yeah. for, for those who I mean, certainly for those who are who are in the position that that I'm in and I know I have a lot of colleagues who are in the same position that have seasonal companies. We just do July and August. That that's where our yeah. that's that's where our money comes. If we don't get July and August, then we're basically done until next year. So, mm. you know, I can understand that feeling, oh, I've got to shut down because how can I get through that? So it so it sounds like there is some some hope and optimism out there for for people like us. Well, that's all we can hope for right now, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, we, we can only try, can't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, what else? What else can um, can? Well, so do? I guess what I'd like to talk about is just, you know, some different um, particulars of the program, if okay. that's helpful for everybody. So the first thing is like, all right, how much can you get? So the, the formula, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the caveat that I'm not an attorney, I'm not an accountant, I'm just, you know, done a lot of research on this, but from what I understand, you can get two and a half months of your payroll expenses. So what you do is you look on an annual basis, how much is your payroll, and then you average that out on a monthly basis, and then you multiply it times 2.5. So just to make it easy, you know, if you average $100,000 in payroll expenses per month, you multiply it times 2.5, you get, you know, $250,000 uh, loan. So right off the bat, 
$250,000 loan in this example at a uh, 10-year term, 4% interest rate, uh, deferred payments from anywhere from six months to uh, to one year. So that's the kind of the, the beginning part of it. But here's where it gets really interesting is you can actually start, you can you can actually get uh, part of that loan forgiven. And here's where it gets a little complicated. So step one, you can get the loan. Step two is you can get some of that loan forgiven. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to encourage companies to spend and keep <laughs> keep the lights on, You know, keep payroll, keep people uh, on the team and everything. So from the time that you actually get approved for the loan, what they're going to do is they're going to look at an eight-week period post-loan origination. And whatever you spend on, this is where it gets a little bit different, whatever you spend on your payroll, it can be your benefits, including like uh, your uh, 401k, it could be uh, health insurance benefits, your mortgage, your, I think it's just mortgage interest, your rent, any kind of utilities, any of those expenses that you spend from the eight weeks post uh, getting that loan, that can be forgiven off of your loan. So let's just say out of that example, we got a $250,000 loan. We have $100,000 in expenses. Now our loan amount is only $150,000. So we just mm-hmm. had a poof, you know, that hundred grand just uh, disappeared. Now there are some other little like, you know, asterisks and caveats, uh, you know, according to that, what they're trying to do is, you know, they want to make sure that you're keep you don't just hoard that money mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't, you know, put it, you know, you, you don't hire back all your team members and employees and, and things like that. So, and it's, this is where it gets a little complicated. What they're looking for is how many employees did you have for this year, for this portion of that time versus, you know, last year. And if you, if you reduce your payroll, if, if you had 10 employees last year and you have five this year, you know, over that period they actually kind of do a little bit of a clawback on that forgiveness that they gave you. So they're trying to encourage you to keep your team members on there. And there's also other little caveats where if you reduce your salaries by more than 25%, then they're going to do a little bit of clawback on that forgiveness as well, mm-hmm. understandably. So again, the, in, at a high level, they're giving you a great rate rate and, and terms on the loan, non-personally guaranteed, non-secured, and then they give you the opportunity to, to have some of that forgiven. Okay, well, curious here, because when we begin, began our conversation, you said there were people shutting down, but all this sounds a little bit too good to be true. Why, why aren't the people who are shutting down just going directly to this package? Well, it was just passed uh, last week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it was passed on Friday, if I'm not, not mistaken. And uh, again, these lenders don't even know about it. You know, mm-hmm. buddies of mine that I'm asking questions over the weekend, uh, and they're like, Rook, you know, you know more about this than I even know about it. So it's so new. It's so fresh. So I think by the time this this goes to air, we're going to have a lot more information uh, about this package and a lot more people are going to know how to do it. But again, the key is to find a small business uh, lender that has that uh, sec- Title 7A uh, lending approval. Okay. So I, I guess I'm thinking about things because I've, you know, we're looking at what our government is offering, which is you know, not quite. <laughs> as as um, advanced, monumental as as that, <laughs> but it's you know that the, there are interest free loans, and and my thought was is now the time to start thinking ahead of this. You know, when I come back, we want to be hitting the ground running. So before all this, we wanted to build a new website. Is now the time to do that? To say, okay, there is some loan money out there. We haven't got the income, but we could use that loan money to fund our new website. So when this is all over, we're gonna we are going to open up again with a brand new look, a new brand. And what what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, well, first off, look, the the business short-term vacation rentals always bounce back and they always bounce back quickly. I just, the unknown here is when it's going to be. And that's the scary part for so many of our, the people in our industry, they rely on that summer business. So it's just, a, it's, we, we don't know when it's going to be, but I would definitely take advantage if you have the opportunity to do it. I mean, if you can kind of get into the survival mode um, and get down to, you know, cut all the way down to bone if you have to, and just get in survival mode. But now is the time to take advantage of this, this new found time that you have and really kind of take advantage of it. What are some of those big projects you can start tackling that you don't have, you never have the bandwidth to do mm-hmm. that you can start addressing it. So when it does come back, you can hit the ground running. Yeah. Cause we, we always said, you know, you, you come into February, March, that's it. We are done with doing any projects until September right. because there is just no time for anything else. And now we are suddenly, even with the the four of us who are still going to be you know, running the company through this period, however long it happens to be, mostly unpaid, <laughs> you know, we, we've got some time on our hands because we've got to keep this thing going. Yeah. Um, so, so it would that- almost be it would Heather would it would almost be more helpful if we knew like if the summer was over. You know what I mean? If this was going to last through the summer, because then you can make. You, you can make decisions and choices based on that. But this not knowing phase is really what's, you know, hurting and, and you know, just killing a lot of our yeah. our partners. That that unknown is is the worst part. And, and of course, we're hearing this from guests as well, because oh, yeah. every day, I mean, we were we were probably 45% booked for the summer. You know, our, our busy, busy time because of, of the climate up here, our busy time is... A bit now when the the snow's melted and the sun's beginning to come out and people have these thoughts of summer. So March has always been our our busiest booking month. Um, We we don't have that now. Um, So I sort of lost my train of thought there. Well, you're talking about talking about, you know, big, big projects too. Like this is the time to address it. And, you know, any of those things that you can do now, like you have newfound time on your hands. Yeah. Yes. Can we just move over to owner acquisition? Because, you know, we we did this thing to, we, we missed this cottage life show where we get all our owners. I'm assuming that once this begins to um, pull back, if of course it does, that there are going to be a lot of second homeowners who are either in difficult straits needing to offload their homes, or if they can't offload their homes, they may be needing to rent them for the first time. So what are your thoughts on what the market is going to be in terms of um, owners and inventory? Absolutely. As I said earlier, I mean, we're going to face the the greatest churning of inventory we've ever seen, or, or more more people are going to be renting that never rented before. That gentleman that owns the restaurant or that person maybe owns a retail store that just had it as a second home, he or she is going to be forced to have to rent it out now. Many owners that uh, have been doing it themselves you know, on Airbnb and VRBO, are very frustrated, I'm sure, at the process. Uh, I personally have my own vacation property in uh, in Bethany, and going through all the cancellations, just like everybody else, has been a, a pain. And you know, having these you know reservations just taken away from you, you know, immediately uh, from some of the OTAs has uh, been challenging. So I have a feeling you're going to see more and more those uh, those RBO RBOers end up uh, you know wanting to list with uh, management companies. And then, like I said before, you know, unfortunately, some of these you know, some, some management companies aren't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that inventory, it's not like, you know, I'm listed with a uh, company XYZ and they go out of business. Oh, I'm not going to rent anymore. You know what I mean? They, you know, my, my management company went out of business. No, you're going to find another, you know, company that obviously does that. And you're probably going to look for things a little bit differently. 
you know, and unfortunately, here's uh, here's something that I'm a little nervous about. I bet you there are some companies out there that have been uh, maybe not so uh, diligent on their trust accounts, and maybe they've been dipping into those trust accounts. And I just, I, I really hope that that doesn't happen. But uh, I just know based on the, the financial situation we are, some of these companies probably have. So you're going to see, um, you know, I would predict you're probably going to see more regulations coming down the pike, uh, just especially as more and more of that money gets taken from the owners uh, out of that trust, it's, it's coming. So I think there's going to be more scrutiny mm-hmm. uh, with new owners as far as just verifying, hey, do you follow trust-based accounting you know, principles? I, it's funny, I had a call with one of my partners and he had an owner, the very pretty astute uh, owner, uh, called him up and just said, hey, I see what's coming down the pike here. I'm a little nervous is there some way you can verify your uh, your trust account to me? Um, I just I'm a little nervous with all those reservations you've got on the books for me. So they actually you know asked they requested to, to verify the trust uh, you know account was was right. And uh, I don't know actually how he did that and proved it and anything else. But it's just interesting. You're seeing more and more. You're going to see more and more of that coming. Yeah. So let, let's project forward a bit. You know how sh- how should we start making connections with these potential owners? Yeah, so I would I would start getting your your ducks in a row. Um, start getting the your list out there. Um, I would uh, anything you can do to get as much information about your targets. Um, and again, you can broaden your scope. So maybe if you were only targeting homes that were you know listed on uh, with competitors or listed on uh, Airbnb and VRBO. Uh, maybe you can actually extend that a little bit by again buying absentee owner list. Um, you can do good. There's a, a pens you can do for getting email addresses and phone numbers, and um, and therefore you can start getting social profiles as well. So I would just start putting your ducks in a row now while you have some time and some bandwidth to put together that marketing plan uh, to go after those uh, those owners and starting to put together and formulating a plan. So what what about realtors? How how do we um, approach realtors? Because that you know, that, that's another sector that is certainly struggling at the moment in in our area. You know that there is really nothing happening in the uh, in transact you know, transactionally at the moment. People aren't putting their properties up for sale. People aren't certainly aren't considering buying them. How can we as property managers address this approach? realtors and and help them in some way? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's a, a couple things you can do. I mean, if if the uh, if you're allowed to pay them referral fees, I mean, here's the thing, you know, most of the time you get the property on a, on a turn, right? When the house is actually sold. But those realtors, you know, potentially have uh, sold a bunch of homes over the, the past. So I guess you could, in theory, you could go back to these realtors and say, hey, do you have any, you know, clients, former clients that would be interested in making a move? And how do you create a referral program for them that incentivizes them to refer those properties mm-hmm. to you? And uh, one, one strategy we recommend for our partners is you partner with a realtor and say, look, for every property you refer to me, think of that house as a lead magnet for you. So it, again, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, when it's flipped, when the house is sold, it could even be referrals from, you know, pet previous customers. So you could partner with this realtor and say, okay, if you refer me this house, think of this house as a lead magnet for you. We will put something in the home that has your information on it, a nice, like really a higher end, like tent card, if you will, like acrylic tent card that has in there maybe, you know, text, uh, rentals to four, five, six, seven, eight for a list of the top 20 uh, rental properties on the market. And again, every single person that's coming into that house, you know, so maybe there's 20, 30 families a year coming through that house. They are going to see this realtor's information. 
And maybe you can even ask during the reservation process, the confirmation process, hey, if you'd like to find information uh, about real estate, please reach out to you know Realtor Jane or whatever happens to be for that. But again, so now you're, you're building this one property is just generating leads mm-hmm. for that realtor and, and hopefully helping them, you know, get through this. I love that idea. You know, certainly in, in our area, you know, every, every property is a second home in, uh, in our cottage country areas. And it's people coming up from the city and so many rent first before they buy. So I think that's a great opportunity to offer to a realtor. I like that one. <laughs> well, and it's it's in perpetuity too, right? It's like that house is going to continue. I have this vision of like taking a step back and like imagine if you're flying a drone over one of your lakes, you know, and you have these, this realtor has four or five houses that, you know, he or she has referred to you. But I just have this vision of like all these little leads that are just like trickling out of that house mm-hmm. are going directly to that realtor. And that's what they want. You know, a lot of times they don't want the little spiff. They don't want the 500 bucks here and there. What they want is leads. We have a, we have a client in Miami. You know, I mean, these, you know, two, three, four, five million dollar condos, that's what they want. They want the commissions on those. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. I love that. Any other ideas on building this, um, this, this package for well, owner acquisition? Yeah. Well, I mean, take advantage of this time, you know, networking with realtors, you know, figuring out how you can work together on things like this. Um, You know, when you're in the middle of the season, you don't have time to go out there and wine and dine and, and, you know, talk to these uh, realtors. But, you know, now is the time to reach out to them, call them and and start building those relationships and building, you know, developing Mm -hmm. this, this program. So great information here, Brooke. And just, just want to, before we, uh, before we finish off here, just want to sort of double back on to the, uh, the aid package. How can people find out more about this and, um, you know, connect with you in the sa- at the same time? Yeah. So I appreciate that. So I actually have created a, um, a calculator on our website. So our website is Vintory.com, V-I-N-T-O-R-Y.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, it just says uh, SBA Loan Calculator. You can click on that and you can actually fill in your information. Uh, it guides you through it. And again, it's a, it's a work in progress. So please, uh, no trolling me and uh, heckling me. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it'll kind of walk you through the process there. And we're going to constantly be updating more and more information about the programs and where to apply, how to apply. And yeah, anything we can do to help, uh, you know, help out our industry right now, we're, we're happy to do. That's fantastic. And I'm sure people will, will take advantage of that. So I'll make sure that that's put in the show notes. So anybody that wants to can go check out your website as well. So once again, Brooke, just great to talk to you. Do you know at the moment, it's just good. I love this. Just about every day, I'm trying to talk to somebody. And I think this is really important that we, we don't try and and see this out in a vacuum, that we get out, we talk to people. We do uh, what we call office hours every Wednesday afternoon, which is two o'clock Eastern, two to three o'clock. And we just do a Zoom meeting and anybody who wants to come along and talk about their issues. And generally we, uh, we, we talk about the topic of the podcast. So if you were able to come along on Wednesday at two o'clock, that would be really good. <laughs> Try to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the day that this podcast is published. And, uh, yes, I mean, we, we could have that as, as the topic of the day. If you're able to come join us, that would be fantastic. I'll do everything in my power to be there. And I will send you out um, some information on it too. Great. Okay. Well, I just, just thanks once again for, for coming along and joining me. It's uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Hopefully, you know, by the time we get to, uh, to October, we'll all be back in uh, conference mode. (laughs) 
we can only we can only pray and hope, right? I know, I know. Will you take care? I'll hope to talk to you Wednesday. Great. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Brooke. That was great. So please go to the show notes if you want to um, get the link to Brooke's website. And you can go there and take a look at that uh, SBA calculator. And the best bit is Brooke is going to come along today. If you are listening on Wednesday, as this is published, come along to our office hours and ask Brooke any questions that you might have about this, uh, this aid package. I think this is where you're going to get the best possible information. So that's it for another week. Next week, I'll be talking to Andy Medic from Sea Change Vacation Rentals. Andy um, is in the thick of it as well. So he's going to join me to talk about, you know, what it's like to be a property manager of 50, 60 properties. And uh, we'll find out where he's at. So for the time being, thanks for listening. Always a pleasure to have you on board and uh, be with you again soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.